Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. You can watch us on the ESPN app and, of course, on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Amber Wilson. He is Joe Fortenbaugh. We are live together in studio in Bristol, Connecticut. Something that never happens, Joe. It's good to be in person with you. Big day. Big day indeed. I had the pleasure of scraping the ice off your car this morning. <laughs> Boy, did. am I off to a fabulous start. Thank you for letting me do that, by the well, way. Well, this Florida girl doesn't know anything about scraping ice yeah. off a car. So I got into the car this morning in Connecticut, and I didn't know how to drive here. And Joe Completely came to save the day. Like, I think I have an ice scraper. <laughs> it's like, well, first turn the car on, get the heat running, well, and I then never... go to the airport and fly back to Florida. I never, right, no kidding. I never know. Like, are you supposed to put heat on the windshield to defrost it or air conditioning on the windshield to defrost it? This needs instructions. Oh, my God. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing in winter. What I am doing, though, is filling in for Mike Greenberg today. That is what we are doing. And we are, of course, here in studio together in part because we're up here in Bristol, Connecticut, getting ready for our new show, Joe and Amber, which debuts right here on ESPN Radio. January 3rd, uh, we will be on the airwaves every weekday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We so, will be scraping ice before every single show if this one goes well. <laughs> if not, there will be no more scraping ever. I, I'm looking forward to that, though. You are the star. I am the barnacle attached to your ship. So just take me wherever you're heading, and I will continue to feed off of all that You're the most energy. important piece, though. We wouldn't even be here in studio today <laughs> yeah, if it weren't yeah. for your ice scraping skills. We all know the game isn't over until it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Uh, sad news out of the NFL. And of course, we have to start here. You probably heard it on the Sports Center update. Franco Harris, the Hall of Fame running back, whose heads up thinking authored the Immaculate Reception, which is considered one of the most iconic plays in NFL history, has passed away 72 years old. We got the news from his uh, from his son. A no cause of death was given. Uh, this passing comes just two days before the 50th anniversary there of the Immaculate Reception, Joe. Not only that, three days before the Steelers were set to retire his jersey, Sunday night football against none other than the Raiders, now of Los Angeles. Just as a Penn State graduate, that's one of the first things that gets to me because it was an iconic career. I had the pleasure of meeting him on Radio Row at the Super Bowl once. He was as generous and as gracious with his time as you could possibly imagine, which one thing they say to you all the time is don't, you don't want to meet your heroes, right? Because mm-hmm. you could find out they don't live up to expectations. Harris was awesome. He was an awesome guy in that one brief moment. I had the opportunity to speak with him. So to have this news come today in the buildup to what's happening this weekend, everything's surrounded. It's just a tragic loss 
for everyone. You mentioned the iconic play of the Immaculate Reception. I mean, is there anything that actually challenges that for the all-time greatest play? Because it's not just that it was a great play. It's that it ushered in the start of the Pittsburgh Steelers as we know them today, one of the top franchises in all of professional sports. I mean, that's up there. Dwight Clark's the catch. There's so much, but it always starts with the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, and David Tyree's catch as well. That's one of them. John Elway's helicopter a lot of people reference Philly Prop Special as the Eagle fan tries to slide that in there. Philly Prop Special, the anyone, Music City anyone? Miracle. That would be another. One. I mean, but that was the, a forward lateral. Yeah, there you go. But the the immaculate reception. Well, in the 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 play that that we saw in the Patriots game the other the other the other day that uh, was a different type of that lateral. was a different type of lateral uh, iconic plays nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the immaculate reception I think stands alone and. Harris ran for over 12,000 yards. He won four Super Bowl rings with the Pittsburgh Steelers all in the 1970s, which was a dynasty era for the Steelers. Of course, that's the franchise that you just envision when you when you think of Franco Harris, you think of Pittsburgh Steelers. You also think you mentioned how he was in person. You think yeah. of that larger-than-life personality as well. Fantastic human. And to see, if you're on social media today, so many people sharing those types of stories about him. No one saying anything that would make you frown, that would get you upset. People sharing these moments where they met him and he turned out to be even cooler, even more respectful than you could possibly imagine. That's the way you want to be able to remember someone in that type of life. And we are certainly remembering him across all of our airwaves. So again, Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris passes away at 72 years old. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. There is only one place to start, though, today, because breaking news overnight, a turn of events in the world of baseball. Carlos Correa, in a stunning turn of events here, Joe, is now a New York Met. He has agreed to a 12-year, $315 million contract with the Mets. We thought he was a San Francisco Giant. He had previously agreed to a 13 $350 million deal with the New York Giants. And then he ran into a problem, apparently, with the physical. We don't know what that problem was. The Giants kind of put the whole thing on pause and then swoop in Cohen and the New York Mets. I want to start with this because there are 10 to 20 ways this can be unpacked. But Steve Cohen, billionaire owner of the New York Mets, was asked about the competitive balance tax. Because right now it looks like the Mets are going to have to pay $100 million just in competitive balance tax. That's more than the A's and the Pirates spent last year like combined on their entire teams. He's asked about it. He says, quote, what the heck's the difference? If you're going to make the move, make the move. End quote. That is what. Every single fan should want in an owner, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter if the Correa deal turns out to be the best possible deal or the best, most efficient use of your money. He's going all the way in. He's shoving his chips to the middle. They've committed more than $800 million to free agents this season. They are trying to win. That is what you want. Whether or not they win remains to be seen. But if you are a Mets fan today, you have to be absolutely stoked. And this is coming from a Phillies fan. Mm -hmm. Like, I should be furious at this. I can't be. I can't be because this is exactly what you want to see in sports. If you are a fan of the Oakland Athletics, if you are a fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates, if you are a fan of the Miami Marlins, Mm. no disrespect as I glance that blow over Mm. your direction, though, this is what you want to see. Yes, you want to see aggression, right? In that sport, spend and and bring in talent. And that's certainly what the Mets have done here. And absolutely, you have an owner here who is not afraid to spend. He also doesn't care what anybody else thinks of him. That is according to our very own Buster Olney ESPN Major League Baseball insider. 
it's not the old-fashioned baseball where teams paint within the lines. You know, when Steve Cohen has approved his ownership, some of the other owners want to hear. So you're not going to do something crazy, right? When you build your, your holiday ornaments, you're not going to fill your, your, your house with all lights that cover every side and are, you know, eight stories high. And Steve Cohen goes, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm going to do. And instead, he goes the opposite direction. <laughs> And and it is fun, and it is cool to see someone who's got a lot of money who decides, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if I offend my neighbors. I'm going to build something bright and shiny, and I want to have the brightest and the shiniest in our neighborhood. That's so awesome. All of these oh, owners so have awesome. a lot of money, right? You're not owning, I mean, theoretically speaking, you shouldn't be owning a Major League Baseball team. <clears throat> Derek Jeter. You shouldn't be owning a Major League Baseball team <laughs> unless you've got a B attached to your name, right? All these owners are worth tons of money. They don't all spend it, and they don't all act like it. And I'm glad that Steve Cohen is doing that for Mets fans. Also, for any WWE fans out there, did you notice the Buster Only laugh sounded a lot like the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase? Like, that was a, you're giving me this look, uh, you clearly have no idea what's being discussed here. I'll go back to scraping ice later. But the way he was laughing, it's that it's that that cackle, that millionaire. That's exactly why I work. People think, oh, you work to, to pay your bills, you work to save for retirement. No, you work to, to be able to take that money and do whatever you want and not have to care what anyone thinks. If you're Steve Cohen, this is an awesome day for Mets fans. Not just because you got Correa, but because of what it signals to everybody else. And by the way, real quick, what happened with the Giants? Well, so I think that's the one concern for What's Mets fans, on? right? Because there was this element of apparently a physical. And so there's some concern. We don't know what it was. I think we're about to find out how legitimate that concern actually was because the Mets are going to have to do their own physical. So if he fails their physical, then obviously this whole thing could blow up again. But is it possible that the Giants saw an opportunity to get out of a deal that maybe they shouldn't have made? I'd say, number one, if it turns out that there is a problem, a back injury or something, you just buy him a new back. That clearly <laughs> is the, the solution to everything in New York. So I don't see that being an issue for the Mets. Number two, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Amber Wilson, right on the head. I think it's buyer's remorse for the San Francisco Giants. I think they went all the way in on Aaron Judge. They were told no. They got, they got panicky. They heard from the fan base. They went out to spend. Correa. 13 years. Give him everything. And then eventually they looked at it and they're like, I don't know if we want him for 13 years. We already have Brandon Crawford, who's not Correa, but Brandon Crawford is royalty in San Francisco. He eats for free until the day he dies. So that the idea of moving him to third base, and now he's moving back to short. What a week for him, but a story for the another, another day. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants found a way to weasel out of this because they didn't want to go through with it. Yeah, maybe an overreaction to swinging and missing on Aaron Judge. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping vets move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg here on Greeny. Coming up next, have the Jets mishandled Zach Wilson? Well, one Hall of Famer believes so. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg today. Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. It is college football season, but it is certainly NFL season as well, Joe. And the Jets' playoff chances are dwindling, right? They need to win tomorrow night. They need to beat Jack in order to keep those playoff chances alive. They are going to trust Zach Wilson to do that for them. Now, given Robert Sala doesn't have a choice, he was forced into this decision because Mike White, he's got the fractured ribs. He will not be medically cleared to play in that game. So Sala's forced, essentially, to go back to Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco, I mean, it's certainly not a good option there either. So it feels like the way that this quarterback situation has been handled in New York has been a mess through the second half of this season. And it seemed like they wanted to move on to Mike White. This is the problem, though, because now your hand's forced. Now you're going back to Zach Wilson. Now you're in a position where you have to win a game. You have to, have to, have to win. And how can that quarterback have the confidence when he knows the organization doesn't even want him out there? And the locker room apparently doesn't even want him out there. Boy, you went 0-100 to really fast there. That was like the setup and like they were going to have a little conversation. Then it's like, you know what? I'm clearly not happy with I, all this. I'm just you were frustrated one of the, with this situation. I'm not even a Jets were, fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't know why I care. This is good for me. As a Dolphins fan, you should love Zach <laughs> I Wilson. I should love this. Like, you should hope that they commit 20 years to Zach Wilson. Right. They should give Zach Wilson the Carlos Correa contract, and then you as a Dolphin fan should be fine forever. This is where you're at. And you know what? Sink or swim. That's where we're at right now. We both have young kids. Sink or swim. Put them out there. Let them see. They got to find their way. That's what he is right now. All the stuff that happened... Uh, with the commentary following the Patriot loss, the way he handled himself, it's a good learning experience. We're not talking about a guy who has gone out there and done some tragic, horrific, unspeakable things. He, he said a one-syllable yeah. word. He said no at a press conference. He was immature. That's, yeah. That's what he said. He was immature. He showed a lack of leadership. He showed a lack of awareness. 
It happens. I think we're all guilty of that at some point. So then he's in a situation where they're going to sit him down, and I understand why Salah did it. You and I will disagree on this respectfully, of course, but I understand why Salah did it. You're going to risk losing the rest of the locker room, right? You're thinking about Zach Wilson. You also have to think about the other, what, 52 guys on that roster that are looking at you wondering, if this is how this guy is going to act and you're not going to do anything, what does that say in terms of how you feel about us? Because you're going to put him above the team. That was a huge problem in Washington with Dan Snyder and Robert Griffin III. Robert Griffin III being elevated above the team, it caused a rift with the locker room. It caused a rift with the coaching staff. So now here we are. You got an opportunity last week to make plays against the Lions. You didn't do it. Fine. Now you have an opportunity to make plays against, oh, by the way, wasn't that the guy drafted one spot in front of you? The Jacksonville Jaguars. We're not talking about the Niners coming to town. We're not talking about the 2008 Patriots coming to town. We're talking about the Jags on a Thursday night. You can win this game. The difference is, though, of course, the Jags have ridden with Trevor Lawrence even when he was bad. And he was bad last season. He was bad the first half of the season. All of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence is good, right? Because that's what happens when you let a quarterback develop. And given, obviously, in Jacksonville, they've had some other problems in Peterson's system and all that. Understatement of the year right there. Fine. So, yes, there's growing pains on every level there with the Jags. But the truth is, you have to give these quarterbacks time in order to be able to fully evaluate them. my problem with Zach Wilson, and I have been vocal about this. I think I've been the only person who wasn't on board with Robert Sala making this move, is you have to find out what you have when you take a guy second overall. And you can't find out what you have when he's in street clothes. And so it's been already with the injuries with Zach Wilson this season. I mean, it's not like he was out there for a full season for you anyways. It's been a limited amount of time that you have to evaluate this guy. And he was the second pick. You're going to end up going back to him. It's the reality of the situation. But now you find yourself in a do-or-die situation, and you have to to trust him. You have no choice. And so now was it a good idea to bench him for those other games or would it have been better if he had had that experience and he had been had that confidence instilled in him by his coach when he did mishandle a press conference? Steve Young, ESPN's NFL analyst, great minds think alike. He tends to agree with me. He was on Monday Night Football Countdown. He was asked about the lack of support here from the Jets for Zach Wilson. Develop him. You know, Michael Floor, spend the time with him. Talk to him. Communicate with them, support them. Like the whole New York's chances for the Jets to go and beat those teams is sitting with this guy right here. He's right. He's right. And it is on you to develop him. It's also on Wilson to understand the situation he's in. He's not a rookie. If you're a rookie and you make the mistake he made after that Patriots loss with that commentary, that kind of gets a pass because you're a rookie. You're in year two. There's expectations. And Part of what hurt the Jets this year is that they're a victim of their own success. They started the season 5-2 and two when very few people gave them a chance to be a legitimate competitor. So now you're 5-2, and two and the bar has shifted immediately. Like, the Jets were one of those teams, Vegas had their win total at 5.5, so they priced them right around 6 wins on the over. You go 6-11, and 11, it's like, alright, we're taking a step in the right direction. You go 7-10, and 10, it's a step in the right direction. You start 5-2, and two, people start talking playoffs. Now, all of a sudden, you have expedited the process for the development of this team and now you're all being held to a different standard you're being held to a much higher standard he did not keep up with that and the fact that that loss came against the patriots is what burned everyone the way you could have lost to anybody else and said that afterwards i believe he would have been fine but that was the 14th consecutive loss to new england in a situation where jets fans finally 
thought they had him. And I think that's part of what doomed him as well. He's certainly not responsible for those 14 previous losses, though, right? I mean, that's not on Zach Wilson's shoulders, but that's the brunt of it that you bear when you play in that market. And you're right with the history and their history in that division because everybody is in a position now where, like, we can finally chase these Patriots in the post-Tom Brady era, and there is an expectation there that they should be able to get it done. The Jets are the better team. The Jets are better than the Patriots. Yes. And so there is that expectation. And you're right. They started off much hotter this season than any of us would have anticipated. Also, he plays in New York. And so those lights are bright. That criticism is real. And if there is real expectations for that team suddenly, then, yeah, you're going to feel every ounce of that. So when you give a one-word answer or one-syllable answer at a press conference that doesn't go over well, then the noise is going to be very loud. But I think that's got to be on Robert Sala also to recognize that, hey, this reaction out here is part of the market that we're in. And that doesn't necessarily need to dictate my game plan on the field. Because if you start listening to all the noise when you're in that market, I think things aren't going to go well for you. You have to make the right decisions for the team ultimately. And when you're talking about the number two overall pick, you've got to find out if you hit on that pick or you missed on that pick. And I don't know how anybody's confident saying it either way right now because you mentioned the win-loss record. Like, yes, things weren't going well for him if you pull the advanced stats, but certainly in the win-loss record, things were going pretty well. And it's not like Mike White in that regard has been better. He was okay. They they have an exceptional defense. I mean, there's a one, two, three-game stretch here against the Dolphins, the Packers, and the Broncos. They win all three of those games. He doesn't throw a single touchdown pass. He throws for 210 yards, 110 yards, 121 yards. He's more of the, shall we say, Trent Dilfer with the Ravens mm-hmm. or Brad Johnson with the Buccaneers than he is the franchise quarterback leading the way. But that's okay. You're winning games, and you get to develop with that defense carrying you throughout the course of the season. That's fine. But at some point, what are our expectations for him the rest of the way? Let's say we find out Mike White can't come back, that it's going to be Zach Wilson's show the rest of the way out. Mm-hmm. What does he need to show from here until the end of the season in order for people to rally around and say, you know what, he's the guy for year three. We're not 100% sold, but he is going to be the guy for year three. We're going to give him another year. We do believe this is moving in the right direction. I mean, short of making the postseason and actually winning in the postseason, I don't think that there's anything that he can do at this point where people would be sold on Zach Wilson because of the way organization. things How have gone. How about the organization feeling like you just got to see. I think you have to see the talent, right? You have to see the ability. You have to see the talent. You have to see the snippets. And you've seen some of that, but you certainly haven't seen enough of that. I also think like some of the boneheaded mistakes have been maybe more disconcerting to them oh, the than anything game. else. I mean, come on, man. You could They could right. have won that game. That is not that great of a defense. He could have played better there. He certainly could have played better, made better decisions. Alex Smith, he knows a little bit something about playing quarterback in the NFL. ESPN's NFL and analyst was on Monday Night Football Countdown. He also was very critical of the way that Robert Sala has handled this situation. As much as we want to compliment Coach Sala on what he's done with this team, he deserves just as much criticism for what he's done in this quarterback room. The QB musical chairs weekly, like, you're the starter this week. You're the backup. You're not dressing. No, you you start this week. I think he realizes he's mismanaging this and hasn't supported him, and you have a window now to to, to get behind him. Well, I mean, the only other option, if, if, like, Smith's right, Steve Young, everyone says they should have kept playing him, If you keep playing him and the rest of the locker room checks out on you, then what are we all saying? It's not like... Isn't that kind of on Sala, though? Like, everyone keeps talking about the locker room. It's like, okay, but, I mean, isn't it kind of on the coaching staff to keep the locker room together and, like, work with Zach Wilson also to assimilate him better to that locker room? Like, isn't that all part of the growing process? Zach Wilson is a very young quarterback. Yeah. Part of the learning curve is, hey... 
don't say the word no at a press conference when they're asking you if you let the defense down. And part of the learning curve is also, hey, this is how you need to handle it inside the locker room. You need to take ownership in these situations. This is how it goes over inside of a football locker room. Like, isn't that on somewhat of the leadership in order to develop him in those areas? Like, he's supposed to walk into the NFL knowing how to handle an NFL locker room? I think the leadership, leadership is a great word because you need great leadership within the locker room who can stand up and bridge that gap. Sometimes it can't be the coach speaking it to the players. Sometimes it has to to be the veteran leadership in the locker room, the C.J. Mosleys of the world, who stand up and say, look, kid made a mistake, but we're still rallying behind you. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. And I'm not putting it on Mosley. I'm just using an example of a veteran mm-hmm. player. That's what they needed there because the coach had to make a decision for the sake of the locker room, but at some point the locker room has to stand up and say, this is our guy, we've got his back. And the fact that they didn't do that – that's a little bit telling. Maybe he hasn't necessarily won them over because we're starting to see a problem in New England right now with Mac Jones that we'll talk mm-hmm. about later, but there's some stuff that's developing there, and you want to hear guys standing up. Brock Purdy played five minutes for the Niners before every Niner veteran stood up and said, this kid's incredible, this kid plays like a veteran, this kid gets in people's faces, this kid holds people accountable. They grabbed his back immediately. No one from the Jets seemed to do that with Wilson, which I think is a little bit alarming. But again, to your point, Perhaps we give him some more time. It hasn't even been two full seasons. Well, listen, also always the most popular guy in the room is the backup quarterback, right? Yeah. Like it's a different when you come into the league as Mr. Irrelevant, a little different rallying behind that guy than the guy who comes in as a second overall yes. pick and and seems like he's been on easy street, you know, his entire career up to that point. And so I do think that there's probably a different perception of those players based on how they enter the league. Also, players don't always make the best general managers. I mean, we did just no. see in the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room there was players advocating for Mason Rudolph under center there. Like, what are we doing? What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99 and they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg here on Greeny. Joe, why don't you tell us about ZipRecruiter? As the holidays approach, many businesses are hiring for what they call festive jobs, like turkey catcher, I didn't even realize that existed. Or reindeer wrangler. These are all actual jobs on ZipRecruiter, believe it or not. If ZipRecruiter can fill those roles, what roles can't they fill? ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Discover hiring joy with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So now we transition to looking ahead to the postseason. Or should the postseason even happen for certain teams in the NFL? Obviously, we're talking about the Jets. They're in a position. They have to win tomorrow night's game in order to even make the playoffs at this point. They're trusting Zach Wilson to do that. They have no choice. He will be under center. Mike White is not available because of those fractured ribs. But do the Jets even need to make a postseason, Joe? And the reason I throw this out here is because we already discussed they're ahead of schedule, right? None of us thought that they were going to be this good. And yes, the goalposts moves when you you see how good that defense is and the expectations start creeping in. But if we had said, hey, they're going to have a really good season this season, but they're going to barely miss the playoffs and they're going to be able to do something in the draft when it comes to that offense. That defense is going to look like, hey, we retooled that defense. We don't need to touch it. And now we get to move on to the offense and rework some things, but they're going to 
miss the postseason. A lot of Jets fans at the beginning of the season, I think, would be like, okay, we're building the right direction. Let's talk postseason next season. And now it feels like they're going to be so disappointed if they don't make a postseason here. I think the most important thing for the Jets between now and the end of the season is to get away from the precipice of dysfunction, which they're dancing around right now. They started the season hot. They were 5-2. and two. They have a great defense. It looked like everything was moving in the right direction. The Wilson stuff turned it all upside down. Between now and the end of the season, I don't think it matters whether you get into the playoffs. I think it matters closing strong and getting a resolution on Zach Wilson. Hopefully that he's matured, that he's taking progress with his development, and that he's making plays on the field for them on a weekly basis. I think that's what you need. If you miss the playoffs, but he plays strong down the stretch and everyone rallies around him, that's successful. If you make the playoffs, but they're still riding the defense and he's a problem, I think that's not going to matter. Because they're not going anywhere if they get there. Let's be very clear. If they get in, they're getting bounced rather Mm -hmm. quickly. Well, that was what was one of my biggest points when they decided to move on from Zach Wilson and bench him. And then not just bench him, but put him in street clothes so he's not even available to play I said the whole purpose of this now is is evaluating Zach Wilson because you've got to figure that you've figured out the defense you've got to figure out this offense and that always starts with the quarterback and if you're selling yourself short and not giving yourself an opportunity to fully evaluate what you have at the quarterback position then where do you go next season because next season those expectations are going to be legitimate now oh, yeah. you know next season it is playoffs or a bust this season you can get away with it not being because again we're ahead of schedule and so I, I really, again, felt like this move by Robert Sala to not give himself the opportunity to evaluate Zach Wilson. Whereas if you had just ridden him when he was available this season, given he missed the games because of injury, but if you had just ridden with him the entire season that he was available, you at least would have a better idea going into next. Maybe you wouldn't know definitively, but we would certainly have a better idea. And one of the things I kept saying is like, even if they make a postseason here. Not, like they're not winning a Super Bowl with Mike White under center either. No. So and what's I, the point of any of this? And another point here, uh, with Salah, going to need to clean up the game management. The way that he managed mm-hmm. the end of that Lions game was absolutely atrocious. He's still a relatively young head coach, but you have got to clean that up. No organization is going to employ a head coach who cannot figure out these end-of-game scenarios, save for Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so let's move on to another team. By the way, the Jets right now have a 20% chance, roughly, of making the playoffs. Let's move on to a team that has barely any chance at all whatsoever in the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs. Much has been made about Mike Tomlin and if he uh, is going to have a winning season, if he's going to have his first losing season this season. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, does it matter what they do here down the stretch? Does it matter if Tomlin is able to reach that benchmark of still no losing season in his NFL career. That was a ridiculous benchmark coming into the season, how everyone discussed, well, you know, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. He's been in the league as a head coach for more than two decades, right? Like, he came in at the end of the aughts. We're now in the 20s. If you have a losing season, you have a losing season. Tomlin's ability to keep the team together, to keep them moving in the right direction on a regular basis, to keep them competing late in the year when they seemingly had nothing to play for, That's his value. Like, he is a great leader of men. That's what he does well. And this team is in a stacked division. Cincinnati's the defending AFC champion. Baltimore's always going to win a bunch of games. I think the fact that Pittsburgh is competing late in the season, that Kenny Pickett is under center when healthy, that he's making some plays, the Steelers are fine. Them winning this weekend and going 7-8, and there were so many analytics that pointed to a big regression coming for the Steelers this year. And we saw it early in the season because they had a brutal schedule, but they're playing well. They're playing two or above expectation in terms of what should have been reasonable for them before the season started. Yeah, I don't think it matters if we're making a big deal out of the Tomlin, the losing season thing. I'm sure he doesn't want to have one. No. 
But at the same time, once you are in a situation where you're moving forward with whoever you can get under center because of the injuries there in Pittsburgh as well, it's like none of it matters. You're building. You're in a post-Big Ben era. Nobody thought that it was going to go great this season, and it hasn't gone great this season. You develop, pick it up there. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions, a team, though, that has gone far better in the second half of the season than maybe any of us anticipated. Jared Goff looks like... He's actually their guy, apparently. Jared Goff having a, all of a sudden the Lions looking like they, maybe they got the better of that trade. I mean, listen, the Rams, they got a Super Bowl out of it, but it's so ugly this season. Jared Goff looks like the Lions actually got something out of that trade there. The, the Lions own the Rams first round pick, which currently is at fourth. So if they have their guy in Jared Goff, maybe they don't even have to use that fourth pick on a quarterback. They could trade back, get more picks, do something else with that. This is what is absolutely incredible about the Lions season, is that they've been drafting in the top three seemingly for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Like every year, the Lions and the Browns are on the clock with the Jaguars. Those are your top three, and then insert next team at number four. Somehow the year they finally figure it out, they're seven and seven, they're not going to get a top three pick. They own the Rams pick, and the Rams end up stinking. I so know. they back right into that. It's finally coming up roses for the Detroit Lions. This weekend is going to be much tougher than people realize. They're laying three at Carolina. The pros are playing three in Las Vegas. I'm telling you right now, they're lining up to play the Panthers, who have a feisty outside shot at making the playoffs as well. That is going to be a tough game. It's a tough spot the second half of a road back-to-back um, after the Jets game. But Dan Campbell is essentially the anti-Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury always fades late in the season. Campbell's teams two years in a row have gotten stronger and better as the years worn on. He's doing a hell of a job. This team's right on the precipice of the playoffs. That giant win over Washington stings a little bit. But with Seattle falling, there's an opportunity there. Uh, the Lions, of course, sitting at 500 and out 7-7. Seven and seven. They have a 41% chance of making the playoffs, but I'm not even sure it matters since they own that Rams pick as well. Our program today is brought to you by Peacock, presenting the new original limited series, The Best Man, the final chapters from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday and executive producers of Insecure. Coming this week, stream The Best Man, the final chapters only on Peacock. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg. Coming up next, should the Eagles even be considering playing Jalen Hurts on Saturday. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh filling in for Mike Greenberg here on Greeny. Greeny is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Greeny is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Jalen Hurts right now is the front runner in most people's book for MVP, right? Patrick Mahomes, certainly part of that conversation as well. But much has been made about how fabulous Jalen Hurts has been for this incredible Eagles team this season. Well, now it appears that there might be a bump in the road to MVP and maybe down the stretch here for the Philadelphia Eagles because Jalen Hurts has a sprained shoulder. Now, we don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't even know if he's going to be out for this game. But we do know that Jalen Hurts is hurting, even if he reportedly heals much better than all of the rest of us because he's so superhuman, which is the narrative right now. Like he's Wolverine from X-Men. <laughs> I, he just hails immediately. I mean, it is the narrative right now, which is cracking me up. Here is the Eagles quarterback himself addressing his availability this week. It's a, it's a, it's a week where we're keeping everything business as usual. Um, I know we're playing a really good team, a really good opponent, and doing everything we can on a short week uh, to be at, at full, uh, full health. From your perspective, do you think you have a chance to play on Saturday? Definitely a chance. Um, taking it day by day, though. You know, I, everybody knows that I'm dealing with something. I think that's pretty public. Is out there. Um, I'm not one to really talk about myself. You know, obviously being a quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, you you can't run from that. You know, but um, I'm taking everything one day at a time with it and um, preparing versus a really good defense. A very good defense, obviously a matchup here against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve that everybody had circled. Now maybe it's lost a little bit of its luster because of that Cowboys loss to the Jags. Now the Jalen Hurts injury. We don't even know if he's going to get the go. Nick Sirianni, he, Sirianni, he is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He was asked if Hurts is going to play. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. And so um, he is one of the toughest guys I know, and he heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like part of me, yours or mine, right? And so I'm, I'm shaming myself there a little bit too. His body's not like ours. Um, he heals fast. I didn't. He came back fast from his injury last year, um, and. You know, I don't, I don't, I will not rule him out. I will not put a timetable on him. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. Have we made Jalen Hurts a superhero because we want him to win MVP so bad? Like he's a cyborg now. What, what, what is happening with this whole, like, he doesn't, he, he doesn't heal like the rest of us. He's superhuman. He's, I mean, is he hurt or is he not? If he's hurt, then why play? You're not in a situation where you need him out there playing. Why wouldn't you protect your guy for the postseason? Feels like the media may have missed an opportunity to ask a follow-up question there as to what makes him heal faster than the rest of us. Because I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in that technology or whatever that it takes to be able to heal faster than everybody else. That feels like something the medical community might want to know. No one obviously asked the follow-up. Media, do your job. Uh, just joking on that front. 
I think this is just tactics. All right. Vegas is going to tell you everything you need to know about this game. Before the Hurts news came out, the Cowboys were a one and a half point favorite. After the news came out, Dallas moved to a six point favorite. It's now sitting at five. That's very clear. Number two, Hurts was your favorite to win the MVP. He no longer is. He's plus 550, which we haven't seen those prices on Jalen Hurts in months. Plus 550, which means a $100 wager, returns 550 in profit. Patrick Mahomes is your odds on favorite at minus 300. So the market is telling you not only is Hurts more than likely to not play this weekend, He's probably not going to be able to do enough the rest of the way to win that award. Fine. It's Dallas. Dallas is going to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's not going to surprise me in the least if Gardner Minshew and the Eagles go to Dallas and win that game. I will be betting on the Eagles. I will be taking those points. Dallas, their biggest problem is that mentally they are very, very small. They are small mentally. They are not a mentally tough team. They're very talented. They're just not mentally tough. They come off the bye. They got two weeks to get ready for Green Bay. Green Bay's average this year. They're not great, but they're not terrible. They're average. You go to Green Bay, you get beaten overtime. Fine. Everybody has one of those during the regular season. It gets chalked up. A few weeks later, they're 17 and a half point favorites against Houston. They almost blow it. Last weekend, they're up 17 against the Jags. They do blow it. Mm-hmm. They're not a mentally tough team. They get complacent. They get rattled, and they don't handle it well. That is not a team that is going to win four playoff games in a row to win the Super Bowl. They are not capable of doing that. Philly can go in there and definitely beat them. We also maybe overstate how good that Dallas defense is, right? Because we spend so much time talking about Dak Prescott and that offense and how much of this is on Dak with ignoring the fact that it's that defense that collapsed there, letting the Jags go on that run that they went on in that game. And so could the Eagles go in with Minshew and actually get something done here? Sure. Why? I mean, if you're the if you're the Eagles, I just don't know why you would risk it with Jalen Hurts. Like, I understand this is I think a it's just game. tactics. I know it's the one. I think it's just tactics. Well, it could be something else, though. Let me throw this out. Could it be the MVP race? Like, could there be a little of that? Because, first of all, does it help you win the MVP if you're playing through injury, right? So it's it's an excuse there. And then, second of all, if you don't play well, well, it's, well I'm injured. Or if I can't go, then I'm injured. But, like, there's built-in excuses there in addition to, oh, I've played through adversity. Or if that team looks really bad without Jalen Hurts, now it's like, well, see how important I was to this team? Take that, Micah Parsons. It's a very interesting angle. I think when you talk about the guy you're dealing with, though, which is Jalen Hurts, he'd be the first one to say, no, we're not putting individual glory above team glory. He's that kind of guy. Every report on him is that he's the ultimate locker room guy, is that he's one of the best in the business to have on your side. I don't think he'd put it there, but I, I love the idea that you go on national radio and float that. I love that. I, I just I just wonder, you know, and I do wonder also if that's why they're kind of toying with the idea of playing him, too, because he does want to win MVP and he's not going to win it unless he's out there under center. So we will see what happens with Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to end up getting the go against the Cowboys. I think the Eagles are just messing with us. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.